Thank you for listening to Brain Stew, the ultimate A to Z podcast. Over the first couple of episodes, we do experience a bit of technical difficulty with the sound, but we promise you it does get better and the shows are definitely worthwhile listening to. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for your support. Welcome to Brain Stew, the ultimate A to Z podcast. opinions that's our own and do not reflect or promote the views of others all right hello hello how you doing mate i'm good you right? yeah good good welcome to the very first edition of brain stew the ultimate a to z podcast uh each season we're going to pick a topic and we are going to go through the alphabet of that topic and discuss everything in that that's important to us and we're gonna have some fun and games um and just generally fuck around teach each other some stuff along the way yeah Hopefully. and i've pretty much decided this early on that this is going to be an explicit podcast because i can't stop swearing yeah it I is think, unless you want to put the the beeper on throughout i yeah it would just be pointless it would just be like this kind of thing going off the whole way through yeah what did you just send anything yeah no one no one really needs to know <laughs> anyway so, so um what's your name my name's chris and where do you come from um, I come from a small seaside town called Weymouth. Funny enough, I do. <laughs> your name's Chris and you come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and what's your name, sir? I am James. Okay. No, I'm Jamie. And what, what was Jimothy. The name that you gave me? Jazebo, wasn't it? Jazebo. Jazebo. Yeah. Lord Duke Jazebo. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, either or. I, uh, yeah. I'm not completely Lord. I'm happy with whatever you want to call me. Very cool. So, I guess... The first topic as well, people might want to know about what they're going to be listening to for the next 26, 26, almost went 28, alphabet, Uh, 26 episodes is, where's your soundboard? I I don't have a drum roll on it and the reveal thing is really, really long, so let's be a little bit off the wall on this, so, (laughs) okay, (laughs) right, here we go, here's the first big reveal, are you ready? The first season subject is going to be. Farm yard animals. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, no. Try again. Okay. All right. This season we are going to be talking about. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> Um, okay, here we go. All right, this this one's a good a good right. um, a good reveal. I know. I tell you what, I do. I'll ju- I will just do the really big long reveal because I imagine a lot of people have tuned out already. So this season we are going to be talking about alternative rock awesome pop punk and alternative rock say it fast five times yeah punk pop and alternative rock yeah so we start starting with what we know aren't we yeah absolutely and um i think growing up um it (laughs) it helped shape us into who we are today i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i think for for my frame of reference in uh i was Heavily into Green Day when not many other people were. And this was like 1994, Dookie, yeah. um, Insomniac a couple of years later. And it was in the wave of Britpop. So this this huge kind of like thing of Britpop and Oasis and Blur and all, all that kind of stuff. And, and that was sort of 
massively present. So I kind of got swept, swept along with that for a while. And then it was only when sort of um, Nimrod um, came out by Green Day that I kind of went back into that world. And that also tied in with the year that I left school um, and started diversifying my musical taste a little bit rather than like following the, the flock. And yeah, then, Green, Green Day sort of came after, you know, Nirvana and, and The Clash and going back that way. And, and they were sort of the, the more pop punk, weren't they? I think like the whole like um like formation of punk pop is is kind of uh, is probably quite a heavily debated subject i imagine upon, upon like proper hardcore punk pop fans but i think there's always been elements of it there in, in lots yeah. of different kind of music and green day were would never i don't think at the time would want to have been called punk pop and they were just this this punk band or this rock band or rock and roll band or whatever they wanted to be called but there's certainly in hindsight look back at it and uh, things like uh, nimrod certainly contains, you know, what I would class as a, a, a lot of punk pop. Um, and then obviously moving from there, um, you know, Blink-182 became to the forefront of things. And, and the rest, is, as they say, is is history. So it kind of it naturally progressed to, to, you know, to me liking these bands from stepping away from the, the Britpop uh, era and going from there. And um, also, job-wise, I was uh, working in, in a solicitor's training to be a solicitor and um <laughs> and I, I wanted to play in a band I wanted to play punk pop I wanted to skate I wanted to play naked on stage because that's what Blink did and I pretty much fucked my entire career just because I wanted to go and do these these kind of stupid things I wanted to get drunk all the time and as, as most sort of young people do but well, luckily um, as well it was like it was always really popular wasn't it the indie scene like like you say Oasis Blur yeah and then if, if you liked Green Day you were sort of like a goth. People thought you were a goth, didn't they? Yeah, it was just, it wasn't the norm, was it? It was like, well, Oasis are amazing. And, you know, don't get me wrong, Oasis are an amazing band. But at the time, it was like, well, yeah, you know, Live Forever. What an amazing song. It's amazing. What you listen to? Basket Case. Yeah. What's that? Oh, that's just noise. Or, oh, it's that weird looking guy. And it, it's just like, I, th- I think growing up, you, you, you see these things that are like cyclical and they, you know, they, they come round again and like, Things like with with Marilyn Manson came out. People are like, oh, what the fuck's that? And it's just because yeah. people are probably more so with Marilyn Manson than Green Day. But people are afraid of what what they don't feel comfortable with or what they don't know. And I think there was probably uh, an element of that amongst people that I knew that it was it's just image like, though as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like, do you know what? Um, don't really give a fuck. I I, <laughs> I thought they were amazing. Loads of people thought they were shit, and then I imagine a probably saw most of those people bumped into them at the uh at the american idiot shows at milton Keynes bowl going, yeah. oh, I, was like, I was like geeky kid at school who fucking loved green day and and you guys were just like oh they're shit i like uh oasis blur pulp and, we should and probably like... save uh g for green day then that sounds like i <laughs> yeah goldfinger love a bit of goldfinger yeah. <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> um so yeah um and on that note, I think we should delve straight in to the letter A. What have we got? We've got Alkaline Trio. Amazing. So, for those of you who don't know anything at all about Alkaline Trio, uh, they're from Illinois, Chicago, formed in 1996. Um, as with most bands, they had a couple of lineup changes. Uh, I think since 2002. Um, 2001, they they had the same lineup, which is Max Heber, um, Dan Andriano, and Derek Grant. Um, their debut album was called God Damn It, uh, released in 1998, and they've had nine studio albums. 
um, and a couple of um, really, really cool um, revisited live albums. They did each of their um, studio albums up to the point um, as a live album. Um, Damnesia, which was a freaking epic acoustic album, um, and uh, a couple of other B-sides bits. Their latest release um, came out in March 2020. and it's it was on the way as well, isn't it? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And there is, it was a three-track EP, cunningly entitled EP. Stunning. So, well, I, I imagine they probably, well, no, it was, it was just at the start of COVID, so I can't say they had tons of time on their hands or anything like that. It was, uh, no. um, yeah, but hey ho, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a good little EP, really so cool acoustic track at the end so of it. Where did you first hear of Alkaline Trio? Um, so, Alkaline Trio, the first thing I ever noticed about them was in 2001, and it was the video Stupid Kid um, through Kerrang! Yeah. Um, and 2001 was probably one of the awesome years for um, pop punk. Um, Take off your pants and jacket from Blink came out that oh, year. Yeah. All Killer No Filler came out that year. Um, from that was Soft, a good Soft year for pop punk. Yeah, and I saw the Alpine Trio video then um, for Stupid Kid, and it was just this whole kind of like, oh wow, these these guys are like really kind of. Um, edgy and dark and yet they're still playing a similar genre of music so it wasn't like um sort of the, the summery vibe is it I yeah it, it, it was like a real kind of um darker feel wasn't it yeah and, and it was really cool for a band to be like that because there, there was no sort of um no no kind of expectation from them that it was going to be like just the same as everything else it really was a kind of a Oh, what are these guys? Oh my god, they they play this really cool music. Um, they have this really kind of awesome way about them, and it's dark and it's edgy, and the lyrics are just kind of like a little bit. It's not so like I say, it's not summery. It's not. Yeah. It's not you know bouncy. It's literally dark shit about dark shit, and and I kind of it just it it made me kind of go like oh, I really. They, they they stood out. I think is what I'm I'm yeah. really really shitely trying to say. I like the way they go they go from like a dark moody verse and then it, it's a bright chorus. Do you know what I mean? Like a happier chorus sometimes. Yeah. Although absolutely. the lyrics are always got that down at edge. Yeah. The, the chorus sometimes is kind of like bouncy. Yeah, it was, it's like this kind of um, anthemic triumphant kind of you know like major chorded sort of like really bouncy sing along thing. And then it will go back into the doldrums of like talking about shit in the bed and stuff like that, and it's yeah. just like, wow, that's a that's that's, that's a, a good art form, um, and, and you know, really, 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 I would say, is it difficult to pull off? I don't know, but it's um, it was different. It's, it was certainly different from, I guess, again, like using Blink. I mean, probably in a punk pop podcast, we're going to use Blink considerably as, as a reference point, yeah. but using them as a reference point where the first albums were kind of, you know. <sighs> Heartbreak songs, you know, and then we've seen the live, the knob, knob jokes, the your mum jokes, those kind of things. It's yeah. just like coming into like Alkaline Trio and stuff like that, where it's like, no, we're going to talk about murder and depravity and soiling yourself. Yeah, but you, and, don't, and you don't hear that inside the song sometimes. No, you're just enjoying like, it. Blink, Blink was kind of like the frat boy experience where it was just like, you know, get a keg and go to a party and, you know, and that, yeah. that kind of thing. Whereas I think Alkaline Trio was like, yeah, we, we've done that and now we're alcoholics because we failed at our day jobs. And that, not that that's what Alkaline Trio did, but more songs like Private Eye, that's kind of what the feel yeah. of that is about, uh, a washed up, 
guy who's just completely fucking, you know, spunked his lot and is now an alcoholic watching Flies Fuck on Channel 11. Yeah, what a line that is. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I think, like, the way that they carry themselves over with vocal and stuff like that, so both Matt Skiba and Dan Andriano are vocalists for it, and I think Derek Grant does some of the backing now as well. Um, but they both have really sort of distinctive vocals where I think Matt Skiba is quite, um, can be quite aggressive in it sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, and I think Dan Andriano just has this feel that he's singing right at the back of his throat and it's almost like a nasal, like kind of gruff sound, but it just carries off so fucking well. And it's just, it's a yeah. real kind of like noticeable. It's not like the Hopper Stallone um, contrast with the vocals. Is it? It's, so, it's so different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, I think it, it's welcome because it breaks it up. And um, I think a lot of people as well forget that, they're a three piece, you know. Yeah, and it's it's a big sound. It's, yeah, and and you know what what they do with it, and and the vocals, and and how how they pull their songs together, it still remains a really really cool sound. I mean, like from Stupid Kid video, um, they released from Infirmary to Here, um, which um, it was a fantastic album. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was one of those things where it was kind of like you hear the album, you're like, oh my god, how, how have I never heard of this band before? Oh well, at least I've you know caught the debut album. And then like this was back in the day where you didn't really have like you know Spotify or iTunes or anything where you could go on and just quickly download the, the back catalogue. No, it was like it, yeah, and it was like oh my god, so like well, there's two other albums is there? And it's like oh shit, and they're like fifteen quid each, and it was just like well, okay, I'm, you know. Pirate Bay, or <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're a kid doing a paper round, it's like <laughs> how many albums can you buy? So it was just really like okay, so you know you, you can't take your time into it, but it did the whole thing where I went back and listened to to the other albums, and I don't know if you've done it with a band where you kind of the album that you kind of first listen to is like this is fucking amazing, and then you like go to their back catalogue and you're like this is even fucking better, yeah, and it, I. It's just that always worries me now. If you find a new band now and you go onto their their Spotify or other platforms are available, um, <laughs> and you go back and listen to their previous albums, are you disappointed because you that's yeah. what you currently know? It's weird because that that's how I initially felt about Alpine Trio. So when I first listened to, um, not so much Goddammit, Goddammit was really cool. When I first listened to um, Maybe I'll Catch Fire, I was super disappointed. Because I'd, yeah. like, I'd had the the real big hard hitters of Stupid Kid, Private Eye, um, Another Innocent Girl, Steamer Truck, all, all these really, really cool songs um, off From Here to Infirmary. And I went back and listened to uh, Maybe I'll Catch Fire and it was like, hello, where, where's, yeah, where, where is all this? Sound, yeah, really. And um, yeah, and it was weird. It was only sort of getting back into it in the last sort of couple of... Um, couple of weeks or so that I was like actually became to appreciate it a hell of a hell of a lot more and um and listen to um maybe I'll catch fire quite a lot of times and I know when I started looking into how well from here to infirmary was received um in the in the music press I was quite shocked because yeah. um some of some of the things in the reviews were were, were pretty hideous um I think there was one review that basically said uh, the album from Here to Infirmary was a definite low point in Alkaline Trio's catalogue, uh, and it had a, a lighter, more mainstream sound. And that's what I couldn't get my head around, because in comparison to um, Maybe I'll Catch Fire, 
I couldn't see it. I couldn't mm. see that there was a a lighter sound. I, the songs sh- maybe shorter. Um, there's quite a variance though in in the, the first couple of albums. In the, I mean, there's, there's acoustic tracks on both albums. There's there's their ballad esque albums. I would say on both albums, like um, San Francisco is is kind of a, a, a regret type song, like about leaving somewhere. But it's also a little bit ballady, but it's quite driving. But it it's not as full on in your face as the first certainly first three four tracks uh, from here to infirmary i, I don't yeah. believe and again that's one of the great things about this is this is my opinion if i'm not saying this is fact and verbatim knowledge from the oracle of the world it's literally yeah. this this is what i think i'm sure lots of people out there be like dude you're, you're talking absolute horseshit this <laughs> is this is not at all the way i think this album is better because but for yeah. me that album just it in the first listens to, I, I couldn't really understand where people were coming from because from here to infirmary to me is is, is, a, is a freaking great album. Yeah, I'm not sure like how many people know those records because I think they hit their popularity peak, if you will, with uh, uh, Mercy Me, Crimson. With, yeah, with the Crimson album. Yeah, yeah, and, and looking at the Spotify plays. That's had the most plays, doesn't it? Twenty-three million. Yeah, twenty-three, twenty-four million, something like yeah. that. But then you've got to remember, looking back at the previous albums, were out before mm. Spotify existed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's that, that's huge because when, when you're sort of looking at those first two albums as well, is, is I would I would quite happily say that um, God damn it, and maybe I'll catch fire would definitely, um, you know a progression towards from here to infirmary. And a lot of people said like, there's a lot of fillers on um, from here to infirmary. It was written really quickly and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but I'd, I'd see the progression in it. And, um, and as well, I think the progression from, from here to infirmary, it, it steps up a notch on good morning. Do you think they're still quite an underground band, a band before they got to Crimson? Um, well, I would say possibly, not so much. I, I think yeah. they they kind of because they toured with Blink um, on the Enemy State tour, um, and I think at a time when when again Blink were were riding the sort of the crest of a, a fucking enormous wave. I think that they they were pulling a lot of bands um, along with them. Not not that they couldn't do it on their own steam, but well, I, let's I think. Be honest, if you go and see Blink and, and sport band. Are... Or outplay true, then you're going to go and see them, aren't you? Yeah, and I think it opened opened a lot of doors for the other bands that, that yeah. were kind of on, on these tours. But um, yeah, I, I think that probably really helped with the the popularity for an Alpine Trio. But I think then their next record, um, Good Morning, um, again, I think was a solid build. Some some really cool songs on that. Emma's a really underrated song. Um, this could be love is has got one of my favorite fucking lines in a song which is the i shat the bed laid there in it thinking of you wide awake for days nice just want to kind of pick at that a little bit <laughs> and just ask the question um what what's a good one yeah. what just what what's going for you <laughs> yeah literally like what what brings you to go do you know what hear me out boys i've got a lyric <laughs> I know, I know we've talked about some stuff before, but this is a whole new level. What do you reckon? They're like, oh, this is going to be like more devil worship stuff. No, no. What about if we say about shit in the bed? What, what, what do you mean shit in the bed? Yeah. You know, shit in the bed. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's I the think point. it's just because 
the ski brand about night and he woke up and he shut the bed and then he was like, can I get no one at it? Yeah, he's just like, okay, so I'm going to do that and oh, I've, got, I've got another really good line to follow up. Lay there in it, thinking of you wide awake for days and the other two guys kind of look at him and go, sorry, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get a quick oh no on the sound board, please? Oh, sorry, mate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep got the wrong one no um yeah oh, no! yeah mm. there it is but yeah it's um it, it's, it's an amazing lyric but again at the same time it's just very kind of he's quite a dark guy though isn't he well to be fair I don't know if it was him who wrote that whether it was well, um, one, yeah. one of the other guys we're assuming it was um, I mean, it, look, it looking at some of his artwork um on his insta page that he posts quite often is Eclectic. Yeah, that's probably the right word for it. It's it's out there, isn't it? I yeah, I think again that the wonderful thing about art is that it's completely, um, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and I yeah. think uh, it's subjective, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And I, th- I think there are some bits of art where you look at it and go, huh? <laughs> but there will probably be you know fifty percent of the other people looking at it and go, oh, God, that's amazing. That's sick. The way they've just stuffed that hedgehog full of porridge. That's amazing. You know, why, why have I never done that? And then someone will go out and do it to a guinea pig and they'll just get arrested. And, um, He's thinking of it first. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's and that, that's, that's the... Yeah, yeah God. and then everyone does it and it's classed as mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is another pet hate. Um, but yeah, so I think after, after Good Morning, um, Crimson arrived and um, yeah, what an album. And I, th- I think that has to be, commercially, um, I think it's their most successful. Yeah. I I'm, may be called wrong on that, but I think it is. If you had to choose your favourite album, I think I, I would Ooh. go Crimson. Just because I quite like the polished, overproduced side of well, sound, it, which I think that it's more overproduced than, than the earlier records. This is the Jerry Finn effect. Yeah. Because this is the album that Jerry Finn, um, he still mixed on this, but he was the main producer on Good Morning. He co-produced and mixed. And on From Here to Infirmary, he mixed. And this is the whole kind of, you get the real, the full mm. the full Jerry Finn show um, in Crimson. And yeah, it's it definitely is polished. It's highly produced. Um but it's also just packed for some fucking epic songs. Like, I mean, super hooky songs. I mean, the intro to "Time to Waste" with a piano it sets the tone, doesn't it? Yeah, and even the video when like the the Cadillacs and that turn up and yeah. limos, whatever they are, turn up, and it's just like fuck. This is these guys mean business. And live, they play well, you know, really well live. And yeah, that that whole thing was just like fuck. These these guys are freaking awesome, and they don't just you know, kind of let it go there. The next couple of tracks, um, you know, The uh, the Poison with the super hooky intro riff, um, the really gravelly Dan vocals, and then you're going into Burn with... What a song. The bass line when that kicks in, it just kind of, the guts, I mean, it just typifies, like, Alkaline Trio. Like, if there was a DNA of Alkaline Trio songs... Um, you would have to say that it would have to have this really fucking gutsy bass line, which isn't, it, it, it avoids the temptation for a lot of punk pop bass players just to follow the root note. Yeah. There's a lot of movement in there. There's there's a lot of, uh, he, he, he does make the most out of every single bar that he can. Um, the guitars, when it will be, 
you know, the octave bit at the end of, of a verse or a bridge just to give it a bit of break up in there. The really cool chorus, the, you know, the drums. The, I, I think the one thing that I, I can see through every single Alkaline Trio album is that the opening track on every album is an absolute fucking banger. Okay. And I, I would like to be... Okay, even Is This Thing Cursed? Because it's a very slow intro. When it kicks in, it's fucking awesome. But I, I don't think on any of their albums, an opening track, there's a bad one. And I challenge the, the world out there <laughs> to show me your points uh, differently by emailing me personally at chat at brainstew.co.uk if you feel strongly as I do or if you feel strongly as I don't. Or if you just generally want to send... Yeah, you just want to talk or something like that. Just cool. some Chris yeah. pictures of squirrels. Yeah, I don't know what the spam filters will do with that, but as long as they're fully clothed squirrels, that'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I think like with, with Crimson, it was an amazing album. I, I was su- really surprised, I'll be honest, that Mercy Me is their most streamed song and it's not saying that mercy me isn't their best song i'd say it's my favorite song i just says i no. do you not like it, it I, I like it yeah but it's definitely not in my top five when you think alkaline trio you don't think mercy me do you um even i don't although it's my favorite song of theirs um but yeah no i'm i know them as kind of a, a singles band because i've not delved into their back catalogue yeah um since knowing them i just know yeah. mostly the singles yeah. and this is sort of giving me the opportunity to go back and listen to a, mm. a lot of the albums because we're talking about them yeah um obviously i started with crimson because it's the album i knew and um i'm here to infirmary but i did listen to oh, i forget the name just checking my note <laughs> uh, is this thing cursed that's it yeah that's the new one yeah that's the latest one yeah and it's it's good, it's, but it's not like there's nothing that really jumps out and says this is a single. Okay. What did you think? I I like it's this thing cursed. I like the slow intro because it's kind of it's a bit out there. The the drums when they kick in are fucking phenomenal when that starts and, and it goes into a, I think a really cool song. And um, the third track of the album I think it is Demon and Division. Um, it's a bit more refined and, and less in your face, and I kind of likened it to. Um, a similar production um, quality of California by Blink. Because okay. it, so it, it felt like it It maybe it could have found its way onto that kind of album and it mm. was like a, a happy, you know, kind of go-between. Obviously, the, the elephant in the room being with Matt Skeeper being in Blink, which we'll cover at some point later. Yeah. But Goodbye Fire Island, um, I thought it was a great song and um, I love the, the cool build-up to the, the kind of the pre-chorus and the chorus. So... I think, again, when you look at a band's best work, in your opinion, yeah. and that, that is maybe four or five albums ago, and then you hold it to their current work, um, and you can't find something that resonates as well, yeah, it, it kind of... It, it's hard, because you always hold a, hold a band yeah. to where you most love them, yeah. and where you were when you listened to yeah. it, and yes, so on. Absolutely, so it's like, if your favourite song, <coughs> excuse me, is Mercy Me, and they've never peaked past that, in your opinion, again... <laughs> does that mean that that band are no good anymore because it, it just means that their the way they write has changed, the, their frame of reference has yeah, changed? It's, and, it's, and It's personal taste as well, mm. isn't it? Your taste may, may have completely changed mm. from uh, when oh, you were Sorry, 15. everyone just listened to me swilling coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I think we, we've talked about this before with um, Taking Back Sunday, haven't we? Mm. When it's sort of, you look at the, the absolute fucking smashers that were on um, Where You Want to Be, Tullowy Friends, Louder Now, and then you go on to the, the newer releases where it's it's different, it's it's chilled out, it's it's a different vocal style and things like that. And I think it's, if you're looking for a Taking Back Sunday album in 2019 or whenever the last one was, to do the same for you as it did in 2004, 2005. I think that's a, a little bit unfair on the band because then you're you're expecting them to be in a this forever time loop where it's like we're just going to continue writing louder now and that, and that kind yeah. of stuff because obviously th- those guys have all got older, they've got families and kids and their their life and everything that they're that you know their viewpoint in life has probably changed sort of ten times over. So I don't think you can expect a band to ever continually be producing what you know necessarily they they produced it at their their so-called peak and when you look at you know bands like uh u2 who have constantly changed to to give a new version of themselves and stay current and that that's an art form in itself you know, you're guilty pleasure. Yeah. i i am not a u2 fan um i am very respectful of their stuff i, I think uh they they write great songs but it's just not for me don't get it just don't get it. No. No. I mean, this is a, a pop punk podcast, not a... What, even, what genre are they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think rock, pop rock. I don't know. No. I'm confused. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, like, again, like, band, bands grow, people change. You know, like you said, like, the, the reason people hold music dear to them is because it, it resonates with them. It, it, it gives them a... Um, something to put a soundtrack to something that's going on in their life and then it's also like if they record that album when they were 23 mm-hmm. and then five albums later they're in their 40s and it's, it's proper dad rock and they're still trying to scream down a microphone yeah it's it's not as easy is it no, no god no and it's also and then you go okay so you go back to the studio and someone's like okay right so you guys are 20 years older now i still need to get that passion and i still need to get that I, I want you to write another private eye. Well, they're, oh. they're not angry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like when, you, like, and this is—I know this is outline trio time, but take, taking back Sunday with um, cute um, without the e. Yeah. So Mazzaro, that means eighteen years old, and you know, you're 20, 25 years later, more than that maybe, um, and they're still playing the, the living shit out of that song, and they still play it fucking great every time they play it. They, they play it live, but. If someone said to him, right, you've, you've got to go in and you've got to write with that level of emotion and that level of, you know, whatever was going through your mind at that time, today, and we expect the same output, you never going to get it. That's fucking fair play if you can. I'm not suggesting they can't, but just to be able to go, okay, so you've got to now take your back, take yourself back 20, 30, 25 years, or whatever, back to your youth and go, okay. What was I angry about then? Why why did I write that song in that specific way? Right, okay, like now let's let's hone that feeling in and now let's write about it again and be as successful and I mean can that be done? Oh, the Rolling Stones are still there, aren't they? Wow. <laughs> I I like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Rolling Stones in exactly the same place that I put you two. Me out, not as in the mundane U2 element of it where it's just I don't get it, it's more the fact that they're just this freaking epic stadium rock band. And 
they had lots and lots of cool cool tracks. Um, I can't name any of their albums in the last last ten years, and I don't want to say the word churn. But say the word churn. But churned. It just feels like it's it's. And again, I think this this is a really shit thing to say because there will be diehard um, diehard rock Rolling Stone fans possibly just tuned out from this podcast. But um, they, they might be there going, um, yeah, but that's because you don't know well enough. And yeah, I 100% hold my hands up there and say it's because I don't know well enough. But to me, it just feels like a generic, generic stadium rock band. And that is, that's the genre that I'm going to file Rolling Stones and you two under generic stadium rock band. Thank you. Was that, was that a clap? Or a it was a slow clap, as in an, an ironic kind of, well done, you fucking idiot. Um, I think... Uh, I don't care. I'm not fussed. Do not care. Oh no! She does. Um, hey ho. Um, where where the fuck were we before we got into me digging myself out of a stadium rock-sized hole? I think we were talking about favourite favorite album, favourite songs of, of our playing trio. Oh, thank God for that. Let's not talk about... Um, any other massive stadium rock bands who I don't like? <laughs> Can we quickly chuck Metallica? Oh! <laughs> See, I was, I was just about to go. Metallica. Okay, so there's going to be a fuck ton of people. Like, when I say a fuck ton of people, we're assuming that people actually listen to this. But there's, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going, dude, you, Metallica, 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 Metallica. And this is why it's a, a, a pop punk. Uh, yeah. A, a to Z. But there, there would have been someone who you would have said it and they'd have gone, ah! what? M- Metallica, you don't like Metallica. The godfathers of everything metally and rocky and rolly and you don't like Metallica. Explain yourself why you do not like Metallica. I've got nothing against Metallica, again, like musicianship. And, and this is this is the thing, again, going back to the, the whole stadium rock genre um, of, of someone like The Edge as well. So The Edge... Oh, good. Uh, the the sounds that he creates with his guitar and his pedals and his rig and everything like that is amazing and they make money they make good money out of writing those songs and Metallica are very very skilled at playing their instruments Lars is a great drummer um, and they, they are all very very good at what they do yeah, and they make lots and lots of money out of it and they make lots and lots of people happy it's one of those you can appreciate but, why people love them yep and appreciate the musicianship yep but it comes not... down to personal taste and how the tracks make you feel, you know, each to their own. Yeah, and I think that's perfect because that, that's exactly how I feel. I can appreciate how good they are and I can appreciate how much their music re- resonates with other people and what it does for other people and how it must play an active part in lots of people's lives. However, I'm definitely not going to go and watch them live at any point soon because... I just don't get it. It doesn't. It doesn't resonate with me, and that's yeah. Going, yeah. going to going from that to live music. Have you? We we saw our client trio together live. Yes. Uh, have you seen them again or before? Possibly. I can't remember. I think I have. I think yeah. I have, but I couldn't tell you when. I can't remember what year that was when we went. Uh, it was, was on it? the Crimson Tour. Yeah, it was Crimson Tour. Um, so potentially two thousand and five, two thousand and six. And they South, were fucking good. Southampton Guildhall. Yep. Great venue. It is. It's a, I saw Rise Against there as well. 
Yeah. And they were fucking, and, and him are, um, they were fucking amazing as well. And also, there is a song on an album of which I fucking forgot which album it's on, but Tim McElroy from um, Rise Against does vocals on it as well. Oh, look at that. And that is a fucking amazing Alkaline Trio song. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's fucking amazing. So yeah, just check it out. Really, really cool song off one of their albums. If you can remember the name of it, please email us now at chat at brainstew.co.uk. Awesome. Okay. So, is there anything more Alkaline Trio stuff we want to talk about? Um, the Skiba joining, joining Blink is probably a good... Oh, before we do that, can I just ask one question? The song Another Innocent Girl, off from Here to Infirmary, track five, after Stupid Kid. Yeah. Are you familiar with the lyrics? I can't say I'm okay. without hearing it and remembering them. So, I can't decide what these lyrics mean. And um, it's quite, it feels dark. It feels like it's the guy who's always trying to be something that he's not supposed to be or he's, he's trying to please everybody and he can't. But um, I don't often venture onto forums like Reddit and stuff like that. Again, nothing against the Reddit community. I just don't, just don't. Um, but if there's anyone out there listening who thinks, well, actually, I think I've got a really good idea about what, another innocent girl is all about again um social media channels we are on all of them i think at brainstew pod um or just ping us an email um chat at brainstew.co.uk um yeah just give us your interpretation because i just can't get my head around it i've seen some things that i kind of go oh yeah yeah that's cool and then other bits i'm like i i just don't i don't get it is it one of those where you you read it and you think your interpretation is what it is, but then it's about something completely different. No, well, it could be. I, I think for me, it's I, I, my interpretation doesn't exist because I can't get my head around what it is. It's just there's there's some. I think it's because there's there's like um there's lines like um he walks with a glass cane now he's unable to hold his body up straight can't go outside anymore when it's raining can't smash up that beautiful face. You you instantly imagine an old man with a glass walking stick. Yeah, but like, smash up that beautiful face. So, what is he like? Is he going out and attacking people? <laughs> is he because the song's called Another Innocent Girl? Um, or is yeah. is he like he's basically he spent his entire life trying to be how everybody expects him to be, so beautiful and all this kind of stuff, and now he's got to that point where he can't fake it anymore and he's getting older. Where where is where's this song going? And it's such a cool fucking is song. That people don't see how weak he is. He's got an invisible yeah. cane to hold him up. So yeah, so I'm kind of really, really would like to know what people think about that because I, I'm a, a bit stumped. But okay, so Skiba and Alkaline Trio and Blink 182. What are your thoughts on this whole scenario, Jay? You sounded like Snape then, where you broke that down. <laughs> said magic that's, that's not magic that's <laughs> uh, enough I don't have the Snape wand yes. well, can I just say at the start that I I'm one of these people who are fucking terrible at doing impressions because my yeah, any oh, I don't fucking agree with you prick <laughs> <laughs> I 
but like any of my impressions are always like half baked where it's like it might sound a little bit like it but I've never ever had the patience to go I'm going to try and make that really good or or have the natural talent that can just listen to someone and go oh yeah I'm just going to do the accent or I'm just going to do the voice yeah. and do it. so when, when I do it it's very much like yeah I can kind of hear a little bit in that in there but it's still really shit so I'm going to apologise to the world in advance that I will still do these kind of things because yeah. I can. Um, and don't don't at me if it's like, oh, your Snape impression shit. Because I know I cry myself to sleep every night about it. I don't no, need your fucking hate. Our friends bought us a game called Accentuate. Okay. And we've had it about five years and still not played it. Cause... Sorry, I, I, that was the, <laughs> I, I was pressing back on the thing and um, it, we got crickets. Cool, um, sorry, bro. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Tell it to us again. Yeah, so our friends bought us this game called Accentuate. <laughs> oh, I love this. Sorry, I'm being a dick. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, anyway, it's just an impressions game and we can't bring ourselves to play it because we're shit accents. And you know every single one's going to sound all Irish or all Scottish. Yeah. I yeah, we, we actually did this on um, on Christmas Day where we sat around the table and I, just to kill a bit of time, said to everyone, like, okay, right, so we're going to go around and we're going to say in a different accent and it was basically like okay so this is the phrase you've got to say and the accent is scottish and i it was funnier when people were afraid to try and then didn't and were just like trying to half-ass it it's that fear of sounding like a complete twat that's the idea of the game but 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 literally it's like once you throw yourself into it and be like okay so my line is whatever i'm gonna say right i'm gonna say it my best scottish accent i'm gonna get a fucking good go and it's gonna be amazing you do that and you sound like a bit of a bell end, but it's the one who goes. Oh, it's like the fuck was that? You sound like a goat. And it's, it's, get, it's getting past that embarrassment. It is, but I, I think it's one of those things where it's like you've either got to go all in. That's what she said. And give it a real good go. That's what she said. Or just stay limp and flaccid on the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Skiba. Yeah, merging into Blink. Mm. I like it. I mean, everybody's comparing it to Tom DeLonge, mm-hmm. which naturally you will, but yep. I love the California album. I think if you if you think of Blink as a brand new band rather than their previous albums, mm-hmm. it's a great album. And for the flip side to that, what do you think it does to Alkaline Trio? Because obviously we might, yeah. we might cover some of this if we do B next next podcast and Blink happen to be a band that we cover it in podcast B but from Alkaline Trio's point of view is you you, you know you've got these guys who, who have done this band for you know what 20, 20 odd years um, are they pissed they, they've got to be a little bit pissed that they're just waiting it, waiting for them to come back and I know they're still active and they're still yeah. doing things but is it now an afterthought is it yeah. the fact that it's like I'm not touring with Blink now so I can come back and do Alkaline Trio yeah uh, or is it a case of no, it's we fit the scheduling around both, and there's, you know, it's not, again, none of this is because I know I know how the the online community can be quite um, easy to jump on things and start shouting the odds about shit. But none of this is a dig about Skiba shouldn't do this or Blink shouldn't have done this. This this is just trying to put your head into, you know, if you were in Alkaline Trio, so if, if it was you and it was me that was off playing with Blink, 
how would you feel? And I don't think that's an okay question to ask, isn't it? It's not saying like, damn, Blink, leave Matt alone. Yeah. It's more like... Well, There's got to be a few sides to that because the band members are going, oh, that's really cool, we're pleased for him. And then they're saying, they're thinking, look at the size of, of Blink as a band. That's only going to help our popularity when, yeah. when Skeeve comes back. But then how long are we sat waiting for him to come back? Yeah. To do an album look? And then you've got the um, the reviews of things like "Is This Thing Cursed?" Where where you said like you know it's it's not a bad album. It's just it's it's background music in yeah. my opinion. Like which it's still good background. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I just hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. No, I, I, I you're, you're more than entitled to your opinion, but I, th- I think that's something where I would but, imagine there would have been a lot of people out there who would have been going, "Well, I'm basing on one listen though." Okay. So, you know, the albums that you listen, you're like, oh, that's all right. And then it grows on you and mm. then it becomes your favourite album. There's, there's plenty of those yeah. times. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so there's, I, th- I, th- I think that's the thing with, with, with that band is that a lot of their albums are growers. Um, and, and certainly I, I, I think that Is This In Curse is, is a good album. Um, I don't think it's their finest. Um, I think we've not mentioned two of their really good ones as well, Ag- Agony and Irony and This Addiction, two really cool albums as well. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, certainly for, for the, the Blink thing, it's it's always that kind of watching brief of like, so when's Tom coming back? And obviously, you know, with with Mark um, having his recent cancer issues and things like that, and you know, thankfully being hopefully on, on the other end of it now, which is amazing. Um, you know, whenever COVID disappears and makes life, or you know, we, we find a way to coincide with it, and life life becomes you know. Uh, possibly more normal than it has been in the last couple of years um are they going to start gigging again is this going to be bringing tom back in is it you know and then, and then what happens to alpine tree and stuff like that so it is a really kind of a it's kind of ride it while, it, while it's hot type thing yeah. isn't it for him um and this i don't know if you've seen it online but tom DeLong, not so much now but he used to begin hint that he could just arrive back into blink at any point mm. he'd always send those little tweets mm. And I think there's there's always going to be an element of like purists with Blink because I know people are like, well, yeah, Enemy of the State and you know the, the self titled album and Take Off Your Pants with Dude Ranch were fucking amazing albums. They were great. Um, but then when you look at California, I think I think that that's on par with some of those other albums because I, I think it's it, there's there's no. Even the fucking built this pool and Bohemian Rhapsody, they're still yeah, fucking the good. Little, yeah, this is. And I don't think there's there's any shit. There's no filler on those albums. And even though those two are about six seconds long, that's not filler. That's an idea that went. Hey, do you know what? This is Blink. Let's fucking do it. And, and it went on there. But it's also Skiba doing DeLong's parts live. He pulls it off, but in his own, you know, Skiba way. It's, so I, I think we might be encroaching into B territory, but may, maybe right, yeah. may, maybe just this one thing about After Neighbourhoods, which is an album I don't really want to talk about. Um, Tom DeLong live vocally <laughs> was was just different. I'm leaving it there. I'm not, we're not going to discuss any more on that because I think um, <laughs> A and B are going to cross over there. Well, yeah, totally. And, and I'm just thinking like, okay, so I think we, we've talked about Alpine Trio. Hopefully if you've never heard of Alpine Trio before and... Do give them a listen. Um, yeah, you're like, okay, these these guys obviously have a good level of respect for them. They're, so they're a great band. A, um, a newbie, nobody, anybody that's never heard of Alpine Trio, mm. top five songs to go to? Oh, okay. Time so, to Waste? 
definitely time to waste. Um, I would say Stupid Kid. Stupid Kid is is a really bouncy, poppy song, isn't it? And it's kind of it's not really showcasing them, but it's a really good song. This addiction. Yeah, great. Pure song. power pop punk pop power punk power punk pop pop punk. <laughs> and then Private Eye, maybe. Um, or do you think that's again too too mainstream? Vocals? Oh, I I I think the problem is is I could give like a I could give a ten, a top ten. I would say. Go and listen to something like Sleepyhead on Maybe I'll Catch Fire because it's different. But what it does, it gives you the the kind of, we talked about the DNA of Malcline Trio song. It gives you that really kind of cool, gutsy verse and then like a chorus which is quite anthemic. And it's, it's like you've got this sort of, darkness in the verse and then this kind of quite sort of open bouncy bright chorus and, and sleepyhead's a really yeah. good song for that and it's it, it's it's got a bit of a i want to say like a pistol stroke um green day uh kind of edge to the verse a little bit like um like geek stink breath sort of um the, the way that the the chords sort of jar is, is kind of quite sort of similar in that but the chorus is just really cool and and i tell you what, one song that we haven't mentioned in it, and we probably can't go through the entire um Alkaline Tree a bit is is radio because radio is their second best stream song. I think there's something like 19 million streams. What's the lyric about shitting razor blades? <laughs> uh, shaking like a dog shitting razor blades. Yeah. Um, and again, the first couple of listens to this song, I was like, I just don't get this. And then listen after listen, I'm like, you know, this is, this is a really cool song. It's, it, it was it was dubbed an unconventional breakup song. Um, the most played song after Mercy Me on Spotify. 90, yeah. 19 million. And I don't know whether it's because um, of the lyrical content that it's, you know, I think there's, um, there's a line about being a, a, a big fat fucking something or other. And, and it's just like, I don't know whether that's kind of like uh, people going, I love this song because there's just loads of ridiculous swearing in it. Um, or I love this song because it's a really cool song. Um, but it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely a, a, a quality track in there. So yeah, I would say those four or five or six or seven songs you mentioned, <laughs> just, just basically yeah, and and don't do what I've been doing and go on to like if you're an iTunes person, go into the essentials. I just I find that there's so many of those like oh, check the essentials rise against. Yeah. That it's like half of the good tracks, the Rise Against shit isn't isn't there. What you need to do is wait, listen to this podcast, and then maybe in R we might do Rise Against and we'll tell you what they are. But certainly for Alkaline Trio, check out those ones that we said. Yeah, if you're an Amazon Music listener like myself, um, go on to the popular songs and press play. I did on the, in the car on the way over it. It gives you like all the best ones, in my opinion. <laughs> so I think we've 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 covered off Alkaline Trio nicely. Certainly, if you get to see a chance to see them live, um, or if you're at a loss and want to download some new music, definitely check out their stuff because it is fucking cool. Um, they are a fucking cool band, and um, they they are very 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 fucking cool because I've said that four times now. I think. Good time. Do you cool. want to sign us off with a jingle or a, a nice little sample? Um, let's have. Something to celebrate how fucking cool Alkaline Trio are, shall we? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bicycle yeah. Bell. Bicycle Bell. Um, Actually, the first band that came up when we were thinking of bands beginning with A was A. A, yep. Which I are think... probably more, would you say, a rock band? Oh, do you know what? I, yeah, I think there, there was even a, a 
a call at some point. Someone said, "Well, they're a little bit indie, aren't they?" Possibly borderline. Uh, they, they, I think they were they were kind of in and around that two thousand and one, two thousand and three sort of time when it was nothing was their fucking massive that was song. A big song and a really cool video with like Starbucks. The, yeah, Starbucks. That was another cool one. Um, and there was another one as well that I can't remember. But yeah, they, yeah, they, they were a cool too. band. But um, yeah, uh, I've not all American rejects. I freaking love All American Rejects. Yeah. I think Move Along and Swing Swing are two swing, of... Swing Swing. That was the first one I heard, I think, of it. Yeah, you, you introduced me to that. Oh, did I? Yeah. Um, Do you remember you bought the, your little organ pedal to sound like... <laughs> yeah. Rejects? Yeah, it was a bass synth. Is that it, what it was? Yeah, I didn't think it ever worked, did it? Um, no, 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 was it the Pog? Was it the Pog? Oh, Pog! Yeah, like yeah. Oh, yeah. For guitar, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you meant for like trying to cover that song. No, I used to have a bass synth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it was just like this kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna be cool. And you put, I was like, frapple waka waka. What the fuck is that? No, you had that Pog pedal where uh, you yeah. could put the organs sample on. Electroharmonics, polyphonic octave generator. What a fucking pedal! Yeah, if anyone's got like. I think they're about 300 quid now. If you've got 300 quid to blow on a pedal and you want to have some fucking amazing sounds, because it, it it does not just like um, the organ sounds, but you get like a, you can emulate a 12 string. There's some really fucking cool swells on it as well. And it's just a really atmospheric pedal. Um, I would highly, highly recommend uh, EHX uh, POG2 pedal. I, I do not work for EHX. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's a fucking, fucking cool pedal. So yeah, All American Rejects, Swing Swing, great song. Cool, good band live as well, actually. Yeah, they, they support your Blink. There you go. Angels and Airways, going on from Blink. Oh dear, here we go. Here comes a Chris reaction. Chris doesn't like Angels and Airways. No, I don't. No? I, again, it's not that I don't like them. I just, I struggle to, I struggle to enjoy it. I, I yeah. think The Adventure, when that first came out, I was like, this is a really cool song. Um, and then a lot of the stuff seemed quite samey. And then more albums came out, which seemed samey again. Is it DeLong's extension of his love for you 2 Um... I don't know. It's just there's something about it that each time they bring an album out, like, oh, I'm going to check it out. And I listen to half a song and I'm like, oh, I'm done checking it out. And that's me. I, I just... Yeah, I think I think it's a singles thing. that The singles are really poppy and really catchy. I, I love like how experimental they are and how there's the layers of delay and there's the, the kind of the... Again, they probably use a fuck ton of pog pedals. It's like that really um, atmospheric kind of feel, and it's not just your standard. They you know, do it well for, so get, for their kind of genre. Yeah, and again, they're, I, I they're in. put them in the same kind of bracket for my feelings towards them as you two and Rolling Stones. That is that I get that tons of people like them. I just I don't. I don't I, think I, say I like them. I don't love them. You know, they're not a band that you think oh, I'll listen to that album in full. If you said. They're playing in London. Do you want to come and watch? Which they are. They've got some shows coming up. I okay. Yeah. I do not want well, to go. I, want to go. I, I wouldn't go to London to watch them. And that's... Where I'm... would you go to watch them? Bournemouth. Yeah. So it's like 40 minutes away. Yeah. Be home about an hour after the show. <laughs> I love how your base and going to on them is how quickly you can get home. Yeah, well, that's well, see, I mean, if you said to me, like, do you want to go and watch Blink? They're playing uh, Wembley. Um, or the O2 or wherever in London. 
Yeah, because I'd probably stay over overnight, and that would warrant. I, yeah. I, that, that's a reasonable use of my time <laughs> and um, and money. But going to watch um, Angels and Airways, no. And, and I I think my favourite person in Angels and Airways is Matt Rabano. No, it he, is. He's yeah. a fucking amazing bass. He's like one of the best bass players on the planet. Um, and um, again, like you know, if you if you have other solutions, please please email us at, at got? chat at brainstew.co.uk if you feel otherwise. But but Matt Rabano is definitely yeah. one of the finest bass players in the world. You've got the early Ava fans going just for Delonga, aren't you? Because they love Blink. Yeah, I, I, no, I get it. I, I think that's that's the thing. Is like Tom Delonga was fantastic in Blink One Eighty Two. I what he did in Blink One Eighty Two was superb. He's matured as a musician. He's gone on to do something else. I think it's good stuff what they do, and the musicianship's very well crafted. It's very good. It's not for me, um, but no. yeah. And on that on that premise, I wouldn't go watch it. No, that's fair. Uh, Amberlin. Amberlin. Anne Berlin. Great band. I think we've said before, I, I only know them off that track, A Day Late. Um, that's the one that I know them from. Cities album, um, the intro debut, which goes into Godspeed, I am fairly convinced that is one of the greatest starts to an album ever in a punk pop yeah, genre. Yeah, off, off your recommendation, I'm going to go and listen to um, Adelaide and Clamour Whisper and um, Unwindy Cable Car really really cool songs really really cool band what yeah, sorry. sorry no no basically <laughs> what at the same time no I was just, <laughs> just going to say what year were Anne Boleyn popular oh, I, 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 I literally Possibly. stumbled across them um, in a record store um, in Bahrain Bahrain. That's a different story. Yeah. Record store in Bahrain and um, their album was there and I was like, okay, because it was like $5 because there was any tax or anything on it. So I was yeah. like, yeah, we'll, we'll give it. I bought bought that because um, I think I bought it at the same time I bought Minutes to Midnight by Linkin Park. Um, oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I never really went back to it after that, if I'm honest, Van Berlin. It just kind of, that was the album and I sort of went from there. So yeah. I, I still really enjoyed them as a band, but um, yeah. Whatever age you've okay, got. Okay, I've got, this is a bit borderline, uh, going a bit heavier, but a day to remember. No, I, I think they sit in a punk, 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 a punk pup, <laughs> a punk pup bracket. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, some of their heavier stuff is, is sits in a different genre, but yeah, I'd still say they're having that. Yeah, they're some big songs, don't they? Yeah. Some big catchy songs. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a fan. What about Academy Is? I do not. I never listened to them. So about a girl is, I think probably one of their their most well known songs. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think a good band more, catchy. Emo, more emo or uh, or more pop punk. I, I'm going to say pop punk. I think pop punk. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're a cool band. Um, what yeah, are the A's uh, have we all, got? All time low. All. So, yeah, there's, there's probably someone like who's been the entire podcast going, fucking all time low, all time yeah, low, yeah. and we're like, yeah, so there's no more, is there? Oh, all time they're, low. They're like breaching on super pop now, though, aren't they? They're, they're kind of Radio 1 daytime. Um, again, I think they're one of those bands who I like, different singles, mm. um, not a huge album fan, not because they're not good, just haven't really listened to it, but... I like them. They're good. I, I like the um, Lost in Stereo, Weightless, Dan yeah, the uh, Some big catchy songs. Those, those songs are really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of that's mm. the limit of my knowledge with them, if I'm honest. 
Yeah, weren't they sort of brought into the world by, well, not brought into, but <laughs> <laughs> made popular by Mark Hoppus? Yeah. Mark Hoppus gave birth to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, As, I think oh! I, read a, <laughs> I read a thing in Kerrang! when it was like, you know, the introducing page they had? Yeah. Week, okay, yeah. Weekly introducing page and all time low on it, and it was like, Mark Coppice says you need to listen to all time low. So I don't know. <laughs> I've got a bone. <laughs> I I can imagine that because I think he he's done the um simple creatures thing, hasn't he? With um Oh yeah, of course. Jack, is it from My God. I don't I know can't remember names. his name, no. I, I, I do apologise to all all time low fans and people, but um I, I will do my best to knowledge myself mm. on all time low. Any other bands that begin with so a... on my list I have the Ataris. The Ataris. Or the Ataris. Depending on how you want to say it. What is your favourite Ataris track? Oh, is it bad if I say Boys <laughs> I I think we, we talked about this the other week, didn't we? Um, I like them. Um, I, I think their, their music is that kind of quintessential punk pop where you've got the the guitars going at each other and there's a definite definite variance in there and it is it is a really cool catchy thing um i struggle to rank them again on their it? lyrics because yeah. i think and then this is like yeah yeah but you like blink who wrote a song called fuck a dog and it's like yeah okay i can't i'm not gonna defend myself on that i think it's just it's not it's a bit wet in places for me that's what she said and, it, and it's just kind of <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me, and I, I I'm not taking anything away from them as a band. I'm just not sure um, if I like them as much as I like other bands. Being with A, such as well done, Chris. Um, AFI, a fire a inside. Fire inside. What my, about my fucking days? December Underground. Yeah, I was just going to say, although everybody rates their earlier stuff, December Underground. I love that album. The yeah, December Underground was a was an album that I listened to on repeat for a very, very long time and in a very, very crappy time. And um and mm-hmm. it just kind of it just helped me through. Um no, I'm obviously it it was it was a pretty it was a pretty pretty rapey time for me and um it's like we were talking about earlier when something resonates and like when I listen to like songs like Love Like Winter, um, Summer Shudder, yeah. um, those kind of songs, I get that feeling again of that time when I, it, I was in a really shitty place and um, escaping and listening to that music was my only kind of escape from the scenario. But again, you listen to that album now and it takes you back to... Yeah, yeah, and it's it's probably sometimes I won't listen to it because of that yeah. um, because it didn't do me many favours it was a really shitty time oh, I mean, sorry Miss Murder what a big song yeah, yeah. absolute belter love that song um, so yeah so like that kind of album was, was an amazing album really love it but um, yeah it got me through listening to that was my escapism of, of blocking out a load, a load no, of shitty good. stuff so um, AFI great band yeah earlier songs like Girls Not Grey yeah off that, off that it's not the first album is it second album I can't remember, but yeah, I think I think that was a big song, good song as well. Yeah. Uh, all I have left on my my list of brainstorming a a bands is <laughs> Alien Ant Farm. 
but that's not Ooh. that's that's not a pop punk band. They're kind of a, a rock band. They, I think they they came in on the back of the um the the crest of bands doing really fucking cool videos. Um, and the like the whole video to Smooth Criminal and movies. movies. What song movies is? And and I think um one of their most underrated songs in my opinion, Attitude. Yeah, that's a really what good song. What a fucking amazing yeah. song. Love that song. Great song. Um and obviously they they had a real um a real shitty time of it, didn't they? Because they had the the coach crash on the way to a gig yeah. or something where I think one of their road crew died, or and it was quite a tragic thing. It, it, it had a lot of knock-on effects for mm. them, but um, yeah, fantastic band. And what, um, what a great singer as well. I don't think he gets enough credit. But again, like musically, like the bass player is fucking oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Like playing, like, it's like a six-string bass, just like slapping along to that. I remember like playing the covers band and doing um, Smooth Criminal, and just like sort of fucking yeah. fudging it along. And then you see like his like little films where it's, it's as if he's like sweet picking his entire fucking bass and it's just like it's it's like he's making love <laughs> to that wood and making it sing like just 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 making it purr like a walrus <laughs> Chris that was a cat mate I don't have well the, there, there wasn't an option to down you, you know that episode of Family Guy where um Peter's like um says to Meg like the only way to make a man happy is, is by making him purr like a walrus or something like that and she's shaving Peter's back and he's like <laughs> it's not that noise again see this is my thing about the impressions mm. again very bad impression but but yeah it's that and um yeah I don't know where we're going no, I've got one left and it's gone so this is I don't know if this is A or not because there'll be some people out there who'll go well no because it's the surname okay it's Avril Levine. no I think A because there'll be lots of people out there going, well, no, because I wouldn't look for Mariah Carey under M. I look for Mariah Carey under C. My point of view, if you're looking for (laughs) Romelu Lukaku, if you're looking for Mariah Carey in a pop punk um, section, Hmm. I don't think you're going to find it under M or C. But anyway. No, the thing is, I think if you go into HMV, not that people go and look for CDs nowadays, but when you did, I'd always go... Apple Levine, I'd go A, like you say. You'd go for an artist, and you wouldn't go f- for a band starting with the. You'd go for the next letter, wouldn't you? Like the Sniffs, you'd go for S. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you'd never go for a T to find a the band. Yeah, unless it's the the. Well, yeah, then you would go to the T. Yeah, or, or, yeah. but anyway, so Avril Levine. Yeah. What do you think about young young Avril? She's probably the same age as us. Um, what would you? Bit complicated, really. Oh <laughs> no, that song is great. That's the first time I heard of hers. Yeah, and I think is she a guilty pleasure? I think she's borderline okay <sighs> to like in the in the rock genre. So I thought about Alkaline Trio, not in the way that a lot of young boys thought about Alkaline Alkaline Trio. If, if guys are like wanking over at, um, Alkaline Trio, that's cool as well. Um, but. When when we were thinking about A, I I was looking back at again that kind of golden two thousand two thousand one two thousand two and the um, complicated video. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, was it like a skate a skate bowl or something? Yeah, they were basically they were in a shopping um, shopping centre as we would say in the UK or a shopping mall in America. Yeah. And um and they're like terrorising the people in there in a in a, in a fun way. Um, and they're at a skate park and they're singing yeah, and, and it's it, 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 complicated I thought it was a really really cool song I really enjoyed it and um, 
it kind of it 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 went off well in in that kind of um in that era and i think it it sent a message out to say that girls can do this as well and again there's, there's a lot of equality issues still in music that females are not represented yeah, anyway she was the first well not the first but this was pre um hayley williams paramore kind of yeah setting the tone for it was almost like kind of a mini breakthrough into the into the i know there's obviously played people like um uh, brody in distillers yeah chair. um <laughs> that were um, the just opened i've got one for that oh there it is oh no <laughs> it's falling <laughs> off the chair anyway so yeah i, I think like it um yeah it's sort of it, it it became apparent that girls can do this as well. Not that we didn't know that already, but it was kind of like the way that record companies were saying, "Oh yeah, here's a girl who yeah, can do absolutely. it," and and you know, and and again, it, it began to address an issue of an imbalance of um, musicians from from different. Oh, and it's oil my fucking chair. Um, yeah, she was huge, though, wasn't she? Yeah, absolutely. So the complicated video um, it brought back a a memory. Um, and it, it was, um, it was. I was working in the hospitality industry at the time, and um, and I was working with this guy who I didn't really know. I think I'd probably done like three or four shifts with him, and um, and the video came on um, in the bar, and um, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's um, you, you see the um, the the drummer." He's like, "That's Mark Hoppus's brother." And and I was just like, okay, and, and this guy looks a tiny little bit like Mark Hoppus, like tiny, so tiny. That's bit. one of those classic Chinese. Um, I was going to say Chinese rumor, Chinese whisper, <laughs> Chinese rumor. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he was like, yeah, so it's, um, it, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's Mark Hoppus's brother, and I, I didn't know this guy from for many months. So I was like, okay, well, I kind of take what he says with a pinch of salt, and um, and he went. Yeah, his, his name's Jerry. <laughs> like, Jerry Harper. So it's like, that makes it a little bit less believable, doesn't it? And I've got nothing against the name Jerry. It's a good, solid name. There's, there's plenty of good Gerards, Geralds, and, and you know, Jezzers out there and Jerry. So, you know, well, well done, you lot. Good, good name. Um, but was not convinced this was Mark Hoppus's brother. And, um, and I was like, do you know what? I, I, I kind of... I want to listen to this guy and I want to know more about it, but at the same time, I'm fairly dubious now. And this this wasn't at the time when you had, like, um, Google on your phone where you could just quickly fact-check something and be like, yeah. yeah, mate, you're full of shit. That's, that's just totally incorrect. Or, oh, no, no, it's not. Yeah, because the knowledge bank that is Wikipedia has clearly confirmed that. Um, but it was like, okay, we'll go with it. And, um, and then he said something else the same day, which was kind of more controversial that really made it, like... Do you know what, actually, mate, no, you are full of shit. So we were talking about um, favourite cuts of meat, and I'm really sorry for any... Who <laughs> talks about favourite cuts of meat? <laughs> People who work in a restaurant. Well, yeah, okay, fair. And, um, yeah, back off, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm, oh, no! I'm really sorry, um, vegan and vegetarian, and anyone who, you know, yeah. is, is takes offence to us discussing know these kind of things but hey it's very 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 quick so everyone's going around around the room and saying like oh yeah you know like um well beef sirloin steak or fillet or whatever and this this guy the jerry hoppers guy says um he says oh you're all missing the point here and we're like what he's like you are all missing the point and um i was like why and he said well you're all forgetting about one really really amazing cut of meat 
it's not even on the animals that you guys are saying. And, and we're like, okay, so everyone said like beef. And it was like, um, okay, well, pig, sausage, you know, kind of gammon, um, lamb, okay, a little bit extreme. But, and uh, he's like, no. Water. Well, well, oh, here he goes. So I said, okay, so what's the animal? And it's and just this kind of like pause. And he's, he says, like, well, it's, um, it's what do you think he's going to say? It's going to be something that we can't get in the UK. Like, <laughs> something so ridiculous like ostrich, crocodile. Uh, well, quite, yeah. So he says, penguin. <laughs> Fucking penguin. Oh, wow. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> I just imagine Pingu on the floor like crossed eyes oh that Pingu <laughs> it's fucking road runner <laughs> I was like oh okay right. again like, I think I think we're in the same boat with um, with these um, these impressions that we can't do <laughs> um, no, so, that's me me ah uh, okay uh, uh. <laughs> what's that Press the wrong thing again. I need to learn how to use this thing. Anyway, right. So, yeah, so, yeah. so he says penguin, right? Yeah. So my immediate thinking is like, there's no fucking meat on a penguin. And so he's like, okay, mate. So it's all feathers, mate. So, so where, where is this this amazing cut of meat that the the world has yet to discover? I just point out as well before people go out and start like killing penguins, it's actually illegal against. I think it's the Antarctic Treaty or something like that. You are not allowed to kill penguins. It's illegal in several places, I believe. But it's so this guy's tried penguin. Well, quite. Um, I don't know if he has. I, I again think he's full of shit. But do you know where he says this big cut, this this huge, like amazing cut off this penguin is? The back. His calf. <laughs> the calf. The calf of a penguin. So, when I was thinking about this the other day, have you seen that um, meme where it's the? Have you ever seen an owl walk? And yes. It's like this big, yeah. like bandy legs and that. And I was like, that's what a penguin's legs fucking look like. Yeah. Or I envision it being like this big floof and then just two flippers at the bottom. <laughs> There's no leg. It's just the two little flippers that control the floof. And um, same amount of meat on a sparrow's yeah, kneecap. Literally. So, so he says penguin calf is the best cut of me and within that moment i was like that is definitely not jerry hoppus's um mark hoppus's brother who plays drums for avril yeah. lavigne why do i imagine this guy like kev off of Derek? <laughs> <laughs> he's pro- he's probably grown into that but um yeah he, he was an oddball he, he was he was a strange guy and you know we, we didn't ostracize him for him ostrich or penguin no, but, um but yeah he he just um he didn't. He didn't. He didn't earn a lot of trust after that, shall we say? Mm. And there was also with Avril Lavigne as well. Have, have you heard the the rumor that she she oh, died? Yeah. And that she, number two is yeah active now. Yeah, and there was this whole like conspiracy thing. See, episode one, and we're covering conspiracies. Hey. But no, the whole like weird Avril Lavigne dead thing. What's that? Yeah, I I don't know where that started, but. I think there's some like compare pictures on Google that you can look at. I think it was on a South American forum where someone basically said, excuse me, belching on there. there. Someone said, um, if you compare bone structures um, and a couple of other things, she's actually this person called Melissa. 
Yeah. And apparently she had that written on her hand or something on an album cover or something like that, I don't know. Um, but it was like, yeah, so this is it. And then over time, it's been like, yeah, and if you look at her now, look at it, it's a clearly different person. And apparently, like, Avril Lavigne has never, like, categorically denied this. She's just gone, it's just people are bored on the internet and make up stupid things and left it at that. Quite right that she shouldn't have to clarify the fact that she's not dead um, to lots of people. But hey, but I, I just, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know there was this cult of non-Avril believers out there that obviously think that it's a... I mean, there's a lot of hoaxes and there's a lot of things. JFK and all that kind of stuff. Surely surely your time's better spent researching into that than whether Avril Lavigne's... Not Avril Lavigne. Yeah, because, I mean, fuck, right? Basically, if if it was true, and because this was at the end of the Let Go album, which was a debut album, I think. Yeah. So she's taken off. It's brilliant. And then... Something happens and she passes away. And you're a record exec. And you're sat there in your office going, fuck, this is tragic. Record sales are going to plummet. What am I going to do? Because you know, being, a, being a, I don't know if they're all like this, but being a heartless uh, exec going, well, that's it, isn't it? We, we're on to a great thing and now she's fucking died. Well, oh well. That, that's it. And then the little devil on your shoulder goes, oh, but is it? Why don't we find someone who looks incredibly like her what, with the same voice? And then, just pretend that nothing's ever happened. We'll get a family in on it, we'll build a whole backstory, we'll lie to the world. Yeah. Really? It's not true, is it? Come on. Really? It, it just seems like a lot of effort. Going uh, full circle, she's just signed to Travis Barker's record label. Who has? Avril Lavigne 1 or 2? Or Melissa. Ooh. Ah, <gasps> oh, that's boo, not ooh. Hang on. That's the same fucking thing. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <gasps> Is that a shocker? <gasps> That's the one. <laughs> Four fucking sound effects later. I yeah. Think, I think as time goes on, you'll, you'll get better at pushing buttons. That's what she said. Um, okay, so I, I think we've we come to the end of the A section. Yeah, unless if you can think of any other bands beginning with A that deserve a mention, I will probably say no at the moment. But I'm sure we will have missed someone off here and some um, American Hi-Fi, Flavor of the Week, and Another Perfect Day, two fucking great songs. Um, And I'm sure we'll have missed some really cool stuff off as well, but I can't think of any more under A. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, if, um, if anybody wants to send us some hate mail that we didn't mention their favourite or very well-known band under A, then then give us a, an email. Yeah. What's, what's the email address? Chat at brainstew.co.uk, but maybe not hate mail. Maybe, maybe channel your energy into writing a really positive email that gets your point across really getting getting hardcore with us so yeah I think um, what we would appreciate is if you want to send constructive emails always end them with a, a nice picture of a, a furry creature preferably squirrels yeah and yeah. Let, let's make sure this, these aren't furry appendages people I, we don't want to see an inbox full of cocks no just you know dick pics no thank you Joe have we got anything else we want to talk about no I think it'll probably lead us on nicely to uh, our little feature we want to do at the end of each episode the big bucket of bullshit. So we have 
an enormous bucket that is full of bullshit tasks or bullshit things that we're going to do. So at the end of each show or in the middle of the show, maybe even at the start, who knows, we'd like to keep you on the edge of your seat, but we are going to delve into our big bucket of bullshit and within that bucket, it is going to say what we're going to do the following week. So when we were rehearsing, that's right, we do rehearse this shit, um, for this one, we pulled out something from the big bucket of bullshit for today's episode, which was naming our top five crisps which we're going to come on to in a second but let's draw out next week's thing for or should we, should we do the crisps first yeah, let's do it after, yeah. okay so top five crisps now i don't think you can do top five crisp flavors because i would say if you if you say that well salt and vinegar is the best mm. i would say well i don't want to eat a um squares salt and vinegar crisp i'd much rather eat a mccoy salt and vinegar crisp yeah you're right it's the, the texture do you want ridges Jaunt squares, jaunt circles. I feel like there's more, there's more power, there's more salt and vinegar power in a ridge. So if you were going for... Well, funny enough, they're in my top my top five. Well, give us your top five then, top five crisps, what you got? Right, I, I, in all honesty, I thought it was top three, so... I, I love crisps. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, crisps! <laughs> but you want to get brands, do you? Uh, I I think it needs to be because I, I like to say I I would if someone said to me pickled onion are my favourite yeah. I would say well okay I'm going to give you three different types of pickled onion they all taste differently which one's your favourite All right I, I feel very strongly about this <laughs> All right I'm going to go Pringles Yep uh, All right in no particular order but I'm going to go Pringles um, Strong crisp Which flavour What meant the flavour No no it was in like Pring no no so like Pringles salt and vinegar. I, it needs to be that specific because okay. if, if you said if you said Pringles all Pringles generally, I would say well Pringles really salted versus McCoy salt See, and vinegar. Everybody always goes for sour cream. No, I, I want the barbecue ones. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Prawn cocktail. Really? They're not in my top five though. I'm just saying that that's a good oh, okay. crisp. Okay, it's a good crisp. What else you got? I'm gonna put the uh, the cheese what's it into my. <gasps> <laughs> to my top five okay especially those um, supersized ones at the minute the giant ones they are good yeah they are good yeah what have you got I'm a bit partial to a oh what's the brand kettle chip kettle <gasps> especially those chilli chilli cream ones what are they called <laughs> <laughs> especially those chilli chilli cream ones <laughs> Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, what else you got? Um, oh, a frazzle. Ew. <laughs> okay, <laughs> frazzle. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind right. a frazzle. King of the king of the crisps. You ready? You ready for the king yeah. of the crisps? Literally any flavour, but I'll take the the cheese ones. The cheese Dorito. Doritos. Elite crisp. Yeah, Simon, so Did you just poo-poo in the Dorito? Why? <laughs> What's wrong with the Dorito? It's, it's like just a... dry. No, the king. Dry. King crisps. Dry. Oh, I just love them. So, let me point out the mistakes that you've made. <laughs> Beef Monster Munch. 
Yeah, don't worry. So, is this your top five? Salt and vinegar flavourings. Flavourings? Yeah, so these are the giant puffed up Oh, the hula hoops. Oh, yeah, they are good. They, like, burn your tongue off, though. They're so strong. Roast beef hula hoops. McCoy's. That's two, that's two lots of hula hoops. You can't have that. Yeah, you can. Because one's the puffed up ones. All right, fair. McCoy's salt and vinegar. Yeah, I agree with that. Strong flavour. And you know how we did that really cool reveal music earlier? That goes on forever. Yeah. Pickled onion, space raiders. You are kidding me. No. Cornerstone. Pickled onion. Pickled onion, space raiders. Corner shop, mate. Alright. Pickled onion, space raiders. They're amazing. That's not- I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I meant to press page back and instead I press screen. I, I may edit that's that the- one out. <laughs> Dear God, what's wrong with me? People in space with us, proper low league, Chris. Like. I would I would eat... Your weight in them? Over... Yeah, I know. Like, I would say those over Doritos every single day of the fucking week. No way. Yeah, yeah but... Picture the scene, right? You, you go to your kitchen, you pour a... Wait, are you going to play my story? You do. No, no, not at all. No. Okay. So you, you get the bowl. Uh-huh. You go to the cupboard. Shh. Get the crisp. Like <laughs> <laughs> a swan. And you fill the bowl with pickled onion space raiders. Oh, yeah. Then you get your chilli that you pre-prepared. I love you. <laughs> I love you. You pour your chilli onto the space raiders. I love you. Then the cheese on top. I love you. <laughs> you slide it under the grill, melt the cheese on top of the Space Raiders, and you sit down and eat that. It doesn't, it's not the same as like tortillas, is it? If I didn't like tortillas, that's <laughs> like Space Raiders. You can't. You can't but have like. But, uh, but literally, you, you, you just summarised like a whole like packet of crisps. I say they're really good when you add fuck ton of other shit to it. <laughs> it's like you know, when you make a whole meal and put it on top of it. Like I'm saying, like Space Raiders are good in their own right. You're like, look, if you really want, if you really, really want a crisp to be good, make a roast dinner and put it underneath it. It'd be fucking amazing. No, could, I, could I you imagine going into a, a Mexican restaurant. And they say, "Oh, would you would you like a rice or space raiders with that?" But that's it's not going to happen, is it? Well, quite possibly not, because um, I don't believe Mexican <laughs> traditions came around space raiders. But no, I I, I don't see your point. And um, Doritos, ew, yeah, no. disagree. Anyway, now let's go into big bucket of bullshit. Okay, here we go. Delving into the big bucket of bullshit. Okay, right, let's open it up. Okay, right, we have got, in the, in the, between now and the next episode, to research our favourite five Japanese words. Favourite Japanese words? Yeah, like, like we're going to formulate an opinion. <laughs> I'm guessing... I'm guessing what what was meant to be said was basically um, what are the top five coolest sounding Japanese words that we can come up with? Or well, I'm guessing we find the funniest English word and translate. Yeah, but it could be a really boring word. 
in Japanese. Yeah, I don't know what offers. We're going to learn a lot of Japanese. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds sounds very, very cool. Um, well, yeah, tune in for that if you want to hear some... Yeah, and also, um, if, if you want to add and be part of the show and you want to add into our big bucket of bullshit, um, then email chat at brainstew.co.uk your suggestions for what can be entered into the big bucket of bullshit. And we may even talk about it at some point. In it will go. Okay, cool. Right, well, that has been a lot of chat about the A. We're going to move on to B next week, which may or may not contain Blink-182. Yeah. And we will also be discussing the best, as one of our little additional bits, the best video in punk pop, as well as our Japanese stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for listening, and um, speak to you next time. Cheers, bye. Bye.